Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Fast Pitch, sponsored by Fast Pitch Prep. Coach Don and I are in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio today. Don, it's a new year. 20, what is this? 2019? 2019. 2020? 2030? I'm, I'm kind of confused. 2019? 2019. I think we're no, just... I wasn't that drunk that I don't know what year it was. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, Happy New Year to all the listeners and Tori. Happy New Year. Uh, Same to you. It's been... Uh, an amazing 2018. It's time to kick off 2019, and we're really excited. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about um, a couple of different topics that I think you're going to find to be pretty interesting. Coach Don and I start off with our shout-out segment. Then uh, we're going to talk for a little bit about glove breaking in. And a lot of kids got that uh, brand-new glove. Uh, Mom and Dad spent a couple hundred bucks to get them a great glove for Christmas, so we want to make sure that we take good care of it. Then we got a funny topic to talk about today that uh, sort of hits close to home and will definitely hit closer to home when we get into the heat of the summer. And then we're going to finish up with our coaching tip of the week as we continue to try to build a really good swing, a really good hitter. So, um, Don, our shout-out segment is sponsored by Da Vinci's Pizza. Da Vinci's Pizza is located at 4200 Wade Green Road in Kennesaw, Georgia. And their phone number is 770-792- 8989. If you mention everything Fast Pitch or Fast Pitch Prep, you're going to get a 10% discount on anything that you purchase at Da Vinci's Pizza. And they've been a really strong supporter and done a great job for us with uh, everything Fast Pitch. Joe Matthews there is uh, wonderful. He's one of the owners and he's been a longtime Fast Pitch guy and uh, he's been super to extend that offer to us. We'd love for everybody to go and check out uh, Da Vinci's Pizza. Right. And so now as we kick off the 2019 calendar year, uh, before you know it, teams are going to start playing. Uh, we're going to start having some uh, early season turn tournaments, uh, icebreakers and uh, snowflakes and all kinds of uh, winter wonderland type of uh, tournament titles are going to be on the horizon. And we're going to start looking for Player of the Week nominees. Don, we're going to need help from our view, from our listeners. Please reach out to us with nominations for anybody that you feel is a good candidate for the Fast Pitch Prep Player of the Week. You can contact us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com. And certainly we're excited to hear about players that have great weekends or great accomplishments on the field. But we're also looking for those human interest stories, kids that are great students, uh, kids that have been involved in the community or done something important. And uh, anybody that you feel is a good candidate, somebody that you would like us to recognize, we would love for you to send us their information. So it's just those that go over and above. Yeah. And uh, we've had the good fortune of uh, recognizing quite a few players so far. Um, if you are uh, selected as the Fast Pitch Prep Player of the Week, uh, you get one of our Player of the Week t-shirts, which are pretty cool, and uh, something that you can wear proudly. And we will certainly be uh, mentioning you and talking about you on our social media platforms. And uh, your uh, um, nominations are certainly going to be valuable in helping us uh, find the next deserving player. So do you like what you're hearing? Be sure to check us out on Facebook. There you'll find loads of content, including dozens of blogs, videos, news about our Player of the Week, and tons of chances for you to like, share, or comment on what you see. Go to facebook.com slash online. Once you get there, make sure to hit that like button so all of our latest content will show up in your news feed automatically. And again, the shout-out segment is sponsored by Da Vinci's Pizza, Kennesaw, Georgia, 770-792-8989. So, Don, you bought your kid a glove, spent a couple hundred dollars. 
Now, Time for us to start breaking it in. Now the work begins. Yeah. So the the uh, discussion that we're going to have about glove preparation and breaking in a glove is sponsored by All Clear Plumbing. You can reach All Clear Plumbing at 770-627-2900. They're located in the greater Atlanta area, and Trent Horn is the owner. Um, All Clear Plumbing would be happy to take care of any plumbing needs that you might need, and they're fast-pitch people, so we'd love for you to reach out to contact them. So... First step in breaking in that $250 glove, Don, what do you think? Boy, you want to make sure you do it right after we spent that kind of money, huh? I know there's a lot of different options that people will uh, try and push on you, both the, the steaming, they offer that service, I guess, right yeah. out of the chute. Um, and I'm not a super fan of the steaming. I don't know, uh, pushing you know, all the steam or whatnot into the leather is, is going to be good for the longevity of it. But yeah. Well, I think breaking in a glove is just like anything else. There are shortcuts that you can take. Right. But anytime you take a shortcut, you it's run the it's risk. A give and take. Yeah. yeah. And um, there are all kinds of products, all kinds of chemicals, all kinds of things that you can do that will break in that leather faster. But breaking it in and breaking it down is a fine line. Sure. And if we're breaking down the leather, if we're breaking down the laces, then we're already shortening the life of that glove. And so to me, um, I'm not a fan of steaming. I'm not a fan of ovens. I'm not a fan of microwaves. Dunking it. Dunking uh, it. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things yeah. to me are a bad idea. Uh, now, I think it takes some time and effort to break in a good glove, but I think it's time well spent. Now, we've talked about gloves a little bit in the past, and we know there's a wide variety. And some gloves you can pretty much take out of the box and play with that day. The leather is so soft and so um, pliable that it doesn't really take much breaking in. And that's typically a lower-end glove, a little bit less expensive. But when we start talking about the Cadillacs, sure. the, the Mercedes-Benz uh, models, the, the 250-ish gloves, we're talking about a glove that's got really good leather, really good lacing, and really, really needs stiff. to be broken in correctly. Yeah, really stiff leather. For sure. And because it's stiff, that's part of the reason why it'll last so long. Absolutely. But we need to break it in. Now, there's a lot of different things that you can do, but part of the process has to be playing catch, using that glove to catch a ball. To create a pocket. To create a pocket. Um, Now, there's some things that you can do with rubber mallets, and uh, uh, some companies sell what I call a ball mallet, which is basically a stick with a round ball on the end of it that you can use to pound into the pocket. Like a hammer with a ball on it. Yeah. And and all of those tools, I think, are, are good. And basically what it means is you need to work that glove, hit it, hit it, hit it, catch, catch, catch until the leather starts to soften. And I think, too, a little bit of the challenge is, is we've got some small hands for our players. And, and very dad, stiff leather. Yeah, but if dad goes and puts his hand in there and, and starts working it on his on his uh, size hand, it could be a little bit challenging to right. get a proper two. Yeah, all, all of a sudden, the 10-year-old player tries to put their <laughs> hand in that glove, and it doesn't work quite as well. Sure. But Now, there's one secret, and, and there, for anybody who doesn't know, we do quite a bit of glove repair and glove work uh, through Fast Pitch Prep. And the key to breaking in a really good glove is the hinge. So for anybody who doesn't know what the hinge of the glove is, if you open the glove and you look at the pocket... At the very bottom, where your hand goes in, there's a seam. There's a like a where the stitching stops uh, and then right. begins again. Yeah, at that corner. You know, if you're a right-handed player, so the glove's on your left hand, it's going to be on the outside part of the glove, and it's going to be where the glove basically turns and goes up into the fingers. 
that hinge needs to be broken down. That's the part that really needs to be softened first to get that glove to start to feel like you can play with it. And there's lots of different things that you can do. Um, again, we talked about the mallets and all those kinds of things, but the best thing I've ever seen is to take that glove, put it down on the table so that you can look into the pocket, pick it up with one hand on each side of the seams, each side of the hinge, and just work it back and forth like you're kneading dough. And just so that you get some friction and get some movement and get that leather to start to really become more pliable. If you work that seam, work that hinge, that glove's gonna start to feel playable pretty quickly. So that's, that's just the pressure between your fingers and the thumb. Right. So one's working each side. Yep, and yeah. so basically you're like just rub, rub Folding it back and forth on top of itself. It's hard to describe, but I think you did good. Yeah, I'm sitting here doing a great job of showing you. I mean, you know, listeners, come on, you know, picture this in your head. Um, but uh, um, uh, I think one of what we'll have to do is uh, do a, a YouTube video and video. get that up yeah. there uh, uh, so that people can see what we're talking about. But we break in that hinge. Get that hinge to start to soften up, and the glove's going to start to fold a lot easier. Then you can put your hand in it and start playing catch with it, and you're going to be able to start to make some real progress on breaking it in. I think you can use a little bit of oil to preserve the leather and to keep the leather soft, but soaking a glove in oil to soften it up so you can break it in faster is a death sentence for that glove. And, Tori, to me, too, the, the oil is more of, uh, you know, once the leather has started to get dry... Right. When it started to get brittle, that's when we might apply more of that. So as you said in the very beginning, I think the leather's fine. It just needs to be broken in and stretched and, and worked to a point that it can be, be used well. Yeah. Right. And I promise we're going to have a YouTube video on our YouTube channel very, very quickly showing you how to break in a glove. So check back at uh, fastpitchprep.com. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. Uh, when we get that one up, we will make a big point of letting you know Post because I'm sure a lot of people are looking to break in their gloves right now. So, Tori, another thought on that, too, is uh, many of the expensive gloves, like you talked about, have a little bit of adjustability in their wrists. Some of them have the Velcro, but some are actually uh, have a fixed wrist uh, band that goes across the back of your wrist. And some of those, you can actually adjust them for smaller hands. Right. No, there, there's a lot of good products out there, a lot of really nice gloves. Uh, to me, I think that knowing you've got something that's got a little bit of flexibility, especially for a player with smaller hands, is a good thing to know. Um, and again, you know, if you've made the investment, now if you bought a $100 glove and you can play with it right now, then you know this topic doesn't really apply very much. But if you've made that investment, if you've bought that Cadillac, we want to make sure that you're changing it and uh, treating it the way it needs to be treated so that it's going to have a long life. Um, and one of the things that's really heartbreaking to me and, uh, and troubles me greatly is when somebody brings me one of those really good gloves that's already falling apart a year or so in because they used some sort of concoction, some sort of witch's brew to try to break it in faster. Right. And oil is the biggest culprit. You know, it's If you heavy. soak the leather, the laces are going to break. Well, um, and it grabs all the dirt, the oil. Yeah. The oil's going to pick it up. Before you know it, that glove weighs five or six pounds. Yeah. Shaving cream is a death sentence. Now, I don't mind shaving cream too bad if it's got lanolin in it. Well, nice but, and light. On my face. Yeah, on your face maybe. <laughs> you know, when, when, when you're shaving that uh, million-dollar uh, mug you've got. But for the rest of us... Um, Shaving, shaving cream in your glove is a bad idea. Um, microwave is a terrible idea. 
oven is a terrible idea. We know leather is skin, right? Yep. Now it's not human skin. <laughs> except that, maybe, like except the, maybe like in like some bad horror movies. I like or something the like that. thing with lanolin. Yeah. When it needs um, it. But you wouldn't put your skin in a microwave and expect it not to dry out. I don't like microwaves. Yeah. And and you wouldn't put skin in an oven and expect it not to cook. So cooking your leather glove is just a bad idea. You dry it out. Yeah. So um, so it's a, really a blood, sweat, and tears kind of operation. You need to get your hands dirty. You need to grind on it. You're going to need a whale on it a little bit. You might break a sweat, but it's a it's a good project and it's one that's well worth doing. So impact too. You know, uh, being able to catch balls that are coming at a higher velocity. I think for those expensive gloves is almost a necessity too. So if we've got some younger players, they're really not going to see impacts in that glove that are going to break it in very quick. So uh, moms or dads or uh, coaches might have to help, you know, those smaller, younger players right. do a lot of that for sure. Yeah. And, and definitely that's where that mallet and that rubber hammer and yeah. stuff like that are, is going to help. Because that gives you a chance to leverage in that impact and, and get that glove broken in. So, um, so breaking in your glove correctly, please take the time to do it well. If you do it well, that glove's going to last your lifetime. And uh, we want that glove that you've invested in to give you a lot of time and a lot of service. So that discussion was sponsored by B. Samson, Inc. B. Samson, Inc. is our interior trim specialists in the Atlanta area. They do doors and windows, custom closets, built-in bookcases, crown molding, and post and beam ceilings. B. Sampson Inc. will meet and surpass any woodworking needs. They are in Loganville, Georgia, and you can contact them at 404-569-5034. So we talked about gloves. Let's take this topic on another track. Another kind of glove. The batting glove. So a little bit ago, I did a blog called Smells Like Hits. And here's the story, just so you know. Uh, I was in a lesson, and one of the girls that I work with was getting ready to hit, and so she's putting on her batting gloves. And she's, I don't know, three, maybe four feet away from me, and she takes the Velcro and pops it open and pops it closed, and I swear to God, a green cloud of funk emanated from her batting gloves. everybody knows what you're talking about. We're talking about, I mean... Every coach, every parent. Yeah, every, every parent has, has smelled the batting glove funk. But really, nasty batting glove funk is worse than roadkill. It's, it's, it's the worst, most like noxious, toxic smell. I think if you went and uh, did a... Uh, a drive-by Chernobyl nuclear meltdown power plant, it wouldn't smell as bad as these batting gloves. So why do they smell so bad? Well, number one, your hands sweat, and they sweat a lot. Now you've got that batting glove on, it's dirty, because you're, you're dirt on the ground, dirt on the bat, dirt on your hands. Some kids are wearing that batting glove inside their glove on defense, so now you've got that glove in an even hotter environment. Warming it up. Yeah, warming it up even a little bit more, putting it in the oven. And so it's just got a lot of opportunities for it to acquire some creative and, and powerful or, yeah, powerful yeah. Uh, contributors to the stench. So this green cloud is sort of emanating around the batting cage while we're getting ready for her lesson. And she looks over at me and she can see I'm about ready to gag. She knows. <laughs> 
And she apologizes. Oh, Coach Tori, I'm so sorry. These smell so bad. And I looked at her and I said, well, they smell like hits. And she looked at me and said, well, you got the right four letters, but the S is in the wrong place. <laughs> and it hit me what she was talking about. So for those of you that are She's pretty quick. a little slow on the uptake, just take the S and move it around. You don't have to move any of the other letters. And you'll figure out what she was talking about. And so smells like hits became our catchphrase for batting glove funk. So, Don, what do you think about that story? No, I, as you were saying it, everybody's thinking back to a pair that they either had or, or somebody close to them had. But uh, they all do. They all yeah. smell. You can take a new pair that's been worn a few times and you know, it'd be like taking a pair of socks, throwing, throwing them in the bag, pulling them out each day and putting them on. Right, sweating in them again, and and again, it's it's a leather, and um, it's a living, you know, breathing you, thing. You you can hope that it's not happening to your pair, but you know, eventually, it's going to. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I think it's unavoidable that your batting gloves are eventually going to smell bad, unless you take our advice, because there is a system, a way to keep your batting gloves from getting so funky, and it's so simple. It's so basic, it's shocking to me that more people don't understand it. You can wash them. What? You can wash you can them. Wash them. <laughs> shocking, right? Right. You know what you can do? You put those batting gloves on your hands. You go and you take a couple of squirts of hand soap and you lather them up really good. You rinse them off really good. Like ivory or palm oil over. Almost anything. <laughs> and then you set them out so they'll dry. But it's okay to get them wet? Uh, well, they're already pretty wet, don't I you know, think? I know, right? Yeah. So somebody asked me that. I said, well, what happens when they get wet? I said, well, you're already putting them in your bag soaked with sweat. Do you think soaked with water is any different? <laughs> and they had this, like, you know, dumbfounded look on their face like, oh, water's probably even maybe better for so them like, than my sweaty, fault. stinky yeah. hands. Now, when they dry out, they're going to be a little bit crusty. Sure. Just like they are when you pull them out of your bag every time and you try to force your hands back in them, but then they're crusty from the sweaty, stinky nastiness that you left them in. There's actually some brands like Cutters. You know, Cutters, I think, touts that you can wash them. So yeah, they, well, you can wash them all. Them. Yeah. Now, um, does that affect the life of the batting glove? I don't know. Maybe but, slightly, but but might be worth it. Yeah, the funk has got to affect the life of the batting glove even more. And honestly, think about it this way. If, if you're coming home from the tournament. Might even help your training. And you've got four or five kids, uh, you know, jumping in the back of your SUV. That means all their bat bags are in the back of the SUV, right? Ten, ten bat, yeah. Which means gloves. you might have eight or ten pairs of batting gloves all fumigating in those uh, bat bags while they're sitting in the back of that SUV. I don't know for sure, but I could picture somebody being overcome by the fumes, <laughs> passing out on the highway because the noxiousness, the, the funk has, has circulated through the air conditioning Teared system. Their, uh, teared their eyes up. Yeah. You know, they, they had the recycle or whatever that uh, recirculate button pushed by mistake. And so they're just recirculating that nasty, funky air through the, through the SUV before you know it. They got to be getting a little bit woozy. Sure. So wash those things. Give it a try. Try it.
If the if you wash them and it ruins them, call me. We'll 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 figure something out. And I think you did mention it, Tori, though, that after you wash them and, and take them off to set them out where they're not going to be crumpled up or right. And know, try to lay them form. out as nice as you can. Yeah, and and again, they're still going to be stiff when you go to put your hands in, but they're always stiff when you put your hands in for the first time. <laughs> and again, like I said before, instead of it being your sweaty funk that they're uh, sitting in for a day or two or nice, three, lovely dish it, soap. It, yeah, it'll be yeah. some dish soap or some hand soap or or something. That's going to be a whole lot better. So, uh, so I want to say uh, uh, from this point forward, whenever you smell that smell, think of it smells like hits. There you go. That's the that's our story, and we're sticking to it. And so the uh, uh, smells like hits uh, topic was brought to us by All Clear Plumbing. All Clear Plumbing again is located in the Atlanta area. Seven seven zero six two seven two nine zero zero. Call Trent Horn, and he'll take care of any plumbing needs you have. So for our coaching tip of the week, Don, we've been talking about building a hitter. We started off with the grip. Then we talked with the hand positioning, and now we're going to move on to the next piece of the puzzle to me, which is posture, which is how the body stands. So our coaching tip of the week is brought to us by Top Hat Limo. Top Hat Limo is located in the Atlanta area and can be reached at 770-516-9549 or www.tophatlimousine.net. You can reach out to them if you're uh, in any needs of any kind of uh, limousine service for a trip to the airport or a big wedding. Uh, or Don, you got a prom coming up, don't you? Yeah, sure. No prom, prom would be great. Well, I, I, when when your daughters are ready, you can rent a limo and take your daughters to prom. So I, got, I got a little time yet for that. Well, time flies, my friend. Nine and eleven. Nine yeah. and eleven. And time does fly. So. Time is flying by. We'll, so we'll be, we'll be calling Larry when it's time. Yeah. All right. So our coaching tip of the week, posture. One of the things that I find almost laughable when I'm around the ballpark or when I work with a student for the first time is some of the crazy contortionist things that I see these kids doing. And to me, it just brings me back to one of the most fundamental thoughts I've ever had about coaching. And I've used this one dozens and dozens of times. If it looks stupid, if it feels stupid, if it makes you feel stupid doing it, it might just be stupid. So when we're hunched over, bent over, um, you know, basically looking like some sort of circus act trying to get in the batter's box, I think we need to rethink that. No, I think we've all seen it. And, so, know, so tell me how you would have a kid start. So typically, uh, you know, if, if we see somebody that is uncomfortable, like you said, we try and get them into a position where they feel good, where they feel athletic. And, uh, you know, we have for uh, a long time had a, a large punching bag here at the batting cage. And, you know, I would describe to them if, if you were told that you were going to uh, win a prize if you hit that punching bag or swung and hit the punching bag, um, in a very good manner, how would you do it? And, you know, they'd get in front of the punching bag and they'd stand up nice and tall and they'd get ready to hit. And I was like, well, that's how we need to be preparing to hit a ball too. Not into some crazy, like you said, contorted, um, interesting looking yeah. stance. But, uh, you know, that's how we need to, to get them set. And that's, you know, with their knees bent from their waist up, I'd like to see them a lot more upright yeah. and in a position to be strong. We need for their eyes and head to be very level so that their shoulders, uh, you know, are able to, to get a smooth trans- transition through that contact point. 
Um, you know, so posture is a huge, huge part of your swing plane and, uh, you know, getting on a good line to, to have a good contact point. Yeah. Well, and, uh, again, I've seen a lot of crazy things. I've seen kids so bent over at the waist that if the ball actually goes over the plate, it's probably going to hit them in the head. Oh, for sure. I've seen kids bent so low, crouched down so low, so bent at the knees that, uh, they look more like they're getting ready to jump up for a rebound then they are ready to get ready to hit. I've seen kids leaning so far back that all their weight is over that back foot and have no chance of getting back to balance. So a lot of movement has to happen there. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's think about being athletic, being comfortable, being strong. You know, if you think about those things, I think that's a really good starting off point for putting yourself in a good physical position to hit from. Um, and uh, if your posture is good, if it's comfortable, if, as uh, you said, Don, it puts you in a position where you feel like you could throw that knockout punch, I think we're in a pretty good starting off point. And the visual part of it that uh, you mentioned is something we're going to talk about more. Um, but uh, you spend your whole life walking around with your eyes parallel to the ground. So I think when we think about hitting, my head should be fairly close to parallel to the ground, too. Um, and, you know, when I see kids all hunched over with their head tucked in at a 45-degree angle or worse, it's hard for me to comprehend how they think that's going to lead to a whole lot of consistency. Sure. And I think another nice thing, too, we'll have some, some ball on TV here in a couple of months. But let's take a look at who those players are that are, uh, you know, considered to be the very best. And, you know, on ESPN, they do a great job with camera work. And you can uh, take a look and not that you have to be just like them when you're first starting, but those, you know, those players have some characteristics that we do want to try and uh, emulate or follow. Right. And I think that that's a, a really good piece of advice. Uh, crank up the TV, uh, ESPN three, there's going to be college softball on TV here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it would be a great opportunity for players to take a look and see things that are going on. Uh, you can YouTube hundreds and hundreds of video clips. And there's some things that you're going to consistently see from hitters that are playing this game at a high level. And it's not some crazy thing that you can't explain. They're all a little bit unique in some of their approaches, but they're very similar in, in their posture, where their hands are, you know, their eyes and head, just like you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, those things are going to happen with all of them. Right. So our coaching tip of the week is your posture needs to be strong. We will continue this discussion of building the perfect hitter and, and piece by piece looking at the body and uh, different components of the swing. So that wraps up this episode of Everything Fast Pitch, sponsored by Fast Pitch Prep. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. If you haven't already, be sure to take a second and subscribe to Everything Fast Pitch on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. That way you'll never miss an episode because it'll be downloaded right to your device each and every week. What's more, it's free. If you've already subscribed, go ahead and leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think of the show. If there's a guest you'd like us to interview or a topic you'd like us to tackle, drop us a line at line at fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Don, anything else? No, that's a great session. All right. Happy, happy new year to everybody. Let's get ready to start playing some softball. Let's get this thing cranked up because there's a lot of big fun on the horizon. So for Coach Don McKinley, I'm Coach Tori Atchison and our producer, Bo Ray, from the Cherokee Batting Range Studio saying thank you very much and have a great week.